Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bikini and the Brain podcast. My name is Ashley Kaltwasser, and here to my left is Adam Bonilla from Team Elite Physique. Com. Com. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. How's everyone go doing? Going? Whatever. They're probably <laughs> How's your going. life going? Quite a lot of these people are going on the like treadmill yeah. or stairmill. They, they get a lot of cardio watching with these podcasts. I get a lot of that. They'll do the the cardio with our podcast. They'll listen in the car. So hey, what's up? You know what I love is when someone's on a road trip and they they like just started and they go way back and they like go through them. Mm-hmm. That's the fun ones where I get those emails. They'll be like, I listen to every one of them like on the road trip. And I'm like, man, that's a long one. Or someone will <laughs> reference one that we did like two years ago. And I'm yeah. just like, I have no idea. What to- I might have said that. Probably did. But I, I can't remember. <laughs> that's crazy. How many- we got to look at the date of our first one. I wonder how many years it's been now. 2018 was our Dang. first one. Was it really that long ago? <laughs> yeah, 2018. We're one of the the OG podcasters yeah. in this this realm now. It seems like everyone has one. Copycats. <laughs> you guys are all copycats. <laughs> Remember who crazy. was here first? Yeah, that's crazy. Five five ish years, six ish years. Eighteen to six. Jeez. Dang. That's, that's, that's where did time go? That's crazy. If that's that if that's crazy. the case. Yeah. And that's when I was just getting back into the swing of things after my year break 2018 and then yeah that's wow it's even crazier to think like how bikini was back then too yeah because it's definitely changed or evolved i should say i hate the word change because it's not like it's meant to change but evolve yes yeah so inch by inch inch by inch inch by inch which is like why you should always stay current on your posing and things like that because posing in 2018 was much different than yeah. it is now. So if you ever see a posing tutorial from back then, guys, just make sure you watch a newer one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should I should update like in the links or yes, something, right? Yes. Yes. We should update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We should do that. Let's make that a thing. Yes. We'll update the new posing tutorial. You guys want to see a new posing tutorial? We'll, we'll throw one out there. How's that? Yeah. We <laughs> do one every few years or yeah. so. And with, uh, with that, getting back into talking about prep and whatnot yes but before that adam we have important things to discuss oh we do we have line items yes let's knock them out we have to knock these bad boys out first off today's podcast brought to you by nebia fitness secondly uh we do have a seminar on on march 9th at the contest prep center here in las vegas nevada you do not have to be part of team elite physique to attend the seminar it starts at 10 a.m okay march 9th and we do have a, a glute camp following the seminar as well. So make sure you stay tuned for updates. But I hope to see you guys here on March 9th. Yeah. And that one's going to be sponsored by Angels, Angels Competition Bikinis yes. as well. Shout out. Shout and Nebbia. Yes. And Nebbia. And um, I think they're going to do things where you can like try on suits and stuff. Are they going to do that? I don't know. No. Likely. 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 Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So come ready to see colors and jewels and put together your next suit if, if you want of course yes and but. i gotta also say you don't have to be stage ready i have to stress this because a lot of people use the excuse oh i'm in the off season i don't want to put on a bikini then come in in shorts and tank top it's fine yeah that's what i've been posing in is just shorts and tank top whatever just wear whatever you want okay you don't have to be you don't have to have chiseled abs yes for sure you know that's a that's the thing it's just like practice like any other sport you don't get um you know, baseball players not hitting baseballs in the offseason because they're not they're not season ready yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to be practicing too. So yeah, um, hopefully you come down, you learn. We have people here from beginners to experts and it's going to be fun. You know, it's always a good blend. So, mm-hmm. And also we have a special guest, uh, IFBB pro judge Lisa Malloy, who was a guest on our podcast about a year or so ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's a Vegas judge here. She judges amateurs and pros. So you definitely want to learn uh, from the best, and she's one of the best. So yeah. shout out, shout out. So hopefully see you guys here soon. Yes. And yeah. One and- more important thing to mention. Good luck to Team Elite Physique representing TEP at the the Arnold Classic yeah. this weekend. Courtney, Phoebe, good luck to them. I personally will not be there. I've been getting asked if I will be there. Nope, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> not going to be at a booth. I'm not going to be competing eye surgery stuff. I already went through all that. I'm not competing there this year. Uh, and I'm also not at booth and I chose not to be because honestly, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough weekend for me. Adam. Yeah. You're gonna get some FOMO. I'm already getting FOMO because really? it's like, I want to do the Arnold, but I shouldn't, I sh- 
you know, I, I didn't put in my application. I wasn't sure how my eye fast it would recover and how much, uh, gym time I would miss in the recovery process. I'm glad I didn't apply for it, but still part of me is just like, I wish I was there on stage because <laughs> it's a very important show and it's in my home state of Ohio. So yeah, it's going to be a rough week and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be salty that I'm not there. So what would be even worse than not being there is being there at a booth and then having everyone ask me or tell me good luck. Oh yeah. <laughs> good luck tomorrow. <laughs> and they're like, I'm not competing there. Why aren't you competing? Oh, long story. Yeah. Eye surgery stuff. Yeah. So I just figure it's better for me just to sit that out, stay here, stay on my routine, my schedule because I'm in prep. So that's what the whole episode today is about my prep. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. The longer I'm away from home, the more disruptions I get from my prep and, and to stay focused on my routine because routine is very important. We did a, an episode about routine and consistency a few weeks ago. So, Hey, if I don't have to go out there, I'd rather just stay in my little fitness bubble and, you know, stay on track. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, you staying on track and staying on plan, how are things going so far with the recovery and, and everything? It seems like you're fully in the zone now, able to lift a hundred percent, getting, getting those stage, those stage, uh, what do you saw feels of like getting yeah. ready again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting the stage feels for sure. And it's going to get even worse as I see shows happen. <laughs> but yeah, I started prep at the beginning of this month, February 1st. And, um, that's because that was when I was able to go hundred percent in the gym. Like I kind of alluded to, I had my strabismus eye surgery, uh, on January 10th. So that put me out of the gym for a few weeks. It caused me to be quite sedentary there for a few weeks, especially the week after surgery, as you experienced yourself with your bicep surgery, just kind of feels like, like you got hit by a bus. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the anesthesia. I don't know if it's just your body going into like overtime, trying to repair the damage. Right. Um, my, my surgeon or I'm sorry, my eye doctor, uh, explained to me, like, sometimes you'll feel extra fatigued after surgery. Cause it's like your body's sending the whole army basically to repair your injury or your wound or whatever the case may be. So I think you and I both kind of experienced the extra fatigue uh, the week after surgery. Yeah, for sure. I just felt like I got hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wasn't able to work out obviously after the week after surgery, but I didn't think I was going to be that sedentary for that long. I just felt like I just don't want to move. I don't want to open my eyes. I just, everything hurts. <laughs> so I went from being pretty sedentary to then starting prep on February 1st, being able to lift intensely. Uh, I can lift normally now. There's nothing holding me back. The only thing that's um, not 100% healed is like the actual redness in my eye. And I still can't wear contact lenses yet. I have to wear these glasses. The surgery um, does not fix my like nearsightedness. It only fixed my double vision. So I still have to wear glasses and then I can wear contacts eventually, but that doesn't really affect my working out as much, maybe just a little bit with cardio because my glasses get fogged up and they go up and down when I, when I run or whatever, <laughs> but you know, minor inconvenience. So basically, as I've mentioned, I have not done cardio, right? For three months in my off season. And that's not an exaggeration either. I think some people will say, yeah, I haven't done cardio in a long time either. I just do 15 minutes before I, I start my lifts and I'm like, okay, so that's cardio. When I say I haven't done cardio in three months till February, I mean, like I didn't do cardio. I didn't do warm ups, cool downs, light jogs. No, I didn't do any cardio. <laughs> so I started cardio February and initially me and you were talking like, let's just start with like walking as my cardio. Right. Cause that's a stimulus itself. Cause I've been sedentary and I was like, you know what? F that. I'm just going to do a 10 K race. <laughs> yeah. You did like the first week, right? I, I know. Like <laughs> I was like, cause I'll be honest with you, Adam, when we did our in-person check-in, I did not, 
I feel like I let myself go a little more than I usually would like to. Right. And it was like a little bit of a wake up call. I didn't measure myself that day. I didn't weigh myself, but I know I went a little farther than what I'm comfortable with. Personally, I like to keep it together quite tight in the off season in comparison to most, but I feel like I got my, got a little, little farther off than what I would have wanted. And I know you're not concerned about it, but it's something that I am. And not that I got fat or anything like that. It's more of just a personal preference. I don't, I still like to be athletic looking and feel athletic. I just let myself go a little, little farther than what I would like. So I did that 10 K. It was like a wake up call. I'm like, you know what? No, I got to get this together. So I did the 10 K race and this was very interesting. Right. And I talked to you about this. I was going into this 10K race. I mean, anytime I do a 10K race, I'm not doing it to be like competitive. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I'm doing this to win because I don't train for them. Let me stress, like when I run a race during in-season or off-season or any time, I never like train for it. I just do it as a workout. It's not like I'm a distance runner. I'm not. I I don't want to become too good at cardio because that's not beneficial for our sport. We're in a sport of aesthetics, not performance. So I don't like to, I, I don't like to do cardio unless I need to. So with that being said, a lot of people are confused when I say, yeah, I'll do 10 K races during the season to get leaner. And they think that I'm training for it. I'm not, I'm not putting in miles each day. I'm not training like distance runner. I just do it for fun. Cause it's way funner than treadmill, right? I get to get outside. I get to feel the fresh air and it goes a lot faster and it's a lot more fun to me than just running on a treadmill or whatever. So anyway, enough with that. I was going into this race thinking, man, I have not done cardio in three months. I was sedentary for a long time. I missed a lot of gym time too. I was like, I'm going to be struggling so much during this 10K race. I thought I was going to be like, just like really struggling even just to keep up. And funny enough, my time was not bad at all. It was actually better than some of my times I do when I'm in season. And I felt like I could have went faster and went longer too. And I'm like, that is so crazy because my, my, uh, cardiovascular endurance must be so down. I haven't done cardio in a long time. The only difference is I'm so carved up and a little fluffier than usual. So I got like, I'm very well nourished, right? Versus when I'm doing it in season and let's say I'm a month away from a show or whatever, I'm more depleted. And to me, it's crazy to think that being properly fueled, I guess, or having abundance of carbs outweighs strength and actual endurance. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That blows my mind. It's good. It's good data to think of for the athletes though, that are, yeah. Cause the whole, the whole reason we do these podcasts and why we want to talk about Ashley's prep too, is like, okay, how can you guys apply it? Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a few things in there that you can apply, but one of them is how well you're performing, even without, with being less trained, how well you're performing in, um, in running. But what if that was that way in the gym too? What if yes. you're prepping in your, let's say your 16 weeks to do a show, but you only have to lose, you know, 12, 15 tops pounds in those 16 weeks, you're going to be better nourished than someone who needs to lose, you know, 30 pounds in those 16 weeks. Therefore, it's like Ashley just went through <laughs> when you're better nourished, you're going to have better workouts and net probably more muscle net, probably a more, uh, a better physique, um, and have, you know, fun while you're working out too, performing with still able to have some strength and good reps and not grinding through the gym, just trying to get through the workout. So Perfect. Perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Segue into, into that. Yeah. yeah. And also I wanted to mention as well, cause I might have mentioned this in a podcast previously, but this kind of also is, has something to do with what I just mentioned. When I was in Ohio, I would do like for eight weeks leading up into, into the Olympia when I lived in Ohio in 2013, 14, 15 or whatever, I would, for some reason, 5K races and 10K races were a lot more abundant in Ohio than here, which is crazy to think. But I used to do 5Ks in Ohio, not 10Ks, just for fun. Again, let me stress, not a distance runner, not training for it. 
And I would start at like eight weeks and then seven and, and whatever. And just like I do now, I always add on cardio gradually, right? I don't jump out the gate like six cardio sessions per week. No, I build up to it, right? So you would think that each week you'd get more endurance, you'd get stronger, right? Because you're putting in the work, you're doing more cardio each and every week. So you should become more adapted to it. And you would think that each week my times would get faster because I'm getting stronger, have more endurance, and I'm getting leaner, right? Because carrying around, like think of carrying around 10 extra pounds when you're running. You would think that they would get faster. And each week they actually got slower leading up into Olympia. Each week. So it'd be eight weeks. And then seven weeks it'd be slower. Six, five, slower, slower, slower. You would think it'd be the opposite. So it's just something to think about. It's like, mm. now, again, that's a sport for, that's performance. I'm not really concerned about the actual time. I'm more worried about the workout itself, not not my times. I don't yeah. care about my times. It's, it's did I get a good uh, cardio session? Did I challenge myself? So, yeah, I was just crazy to think that I got slower instead of faster. Yeah, and there's always those those give and takes like yes. in the prep too. So like how you like to say, I like to focus my energy on working out mm -hmm. versus just the cardio, you know, and then as you get, if you're just focusing on getting leaner, then you really focus on just the cardio. So yeah. same thing when you're, when you're in a prep, you know, if you're properly, again, properly nourished, you're not beat up, you're just going to have such, such a better time with your workout, such a better end result. If you're not just cardioing it all up and running off every, all your fumes. So yes. there's always that give and take of how many calories and I was, I run into this window too. It's like a, it's like a, there's a swing in there. You know, it's like how many calories are, are low enough to get the result, but at a certain point they're so low, it's going to affect the workout and cardio so much that it's not worth lowering the calories. So where is that perfect, where does that pendulum swing, you know, right. for that particular individual? Because you might be able to cut, let's say you cut 300 calories from someone and they're at, let's say a thousand calories, something crazy like that. It might, they might actually get better results being at 1300 calories because their workouts and cardio all of a sudden yes. isn't intense. And so, mm -hmm. like, where does that lie for you? And that's those are the windows you run into all the time because sometimes mm -hmm. it goes the other way and you're like, man, we could, she should be getting great results. We cut her calories 200, raised her cardio 30 mm -hmm. minutes. And I'm like, well, yeah, you raised her cardio 30 minutes, but she's also not moving at all anymore at home. Yeah. Like, because she has no energy. So really, it's like you cut her cal her cardio 30 minutes to an hour because she's not even walking to the mailbox now. Mm -hmm. You know, so like things like that. So there's always that give and take with prep. And you have to find that perfect balance for you. Uh, and I love that you're using this because it's like so yeah. much applies to, to prep, you know, mm -hmm. on that too. So and also the other thing we can take away from it is, you know, Ashley has fun doing extra different things with cardio. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I probably like just running on the treadmill indoors the least. And even the step mill sometimes gets a little boring and repetitive. Yeah. You know, I, I like to do orange theory for cardio. I like to do my 10 K races for cardio, anything that kind of just gets me, you know, out of the house or out of the gym, out of the, the typical setting for cardio. Cause it does get boring after a while. I don't think it's a bad thing to switch up your cardio. I think if you can switch it up, and it keeps you more entertained and it grabs your attention more. So you're not like just dreading the same thing over and over. That's a plus. It keeps your interest. And I think sometimes a lot of people overthink cardio and think that it has to be like a certain type every single time where they're not going to see the results. And even having like a, a watch to track your calories, you can even just do it that way. Like I'll do whatever cardio it takes to reach a certain number, whether that be 400 calories burned, you can do on the bike, you can do incline walking, you can do step mill, you can switch it up within the actual workout itself. I mean, ask your coach first, of course, but I don't think it has to like always be the same kind every single session, you know, keep it fun. Yeah. I think that's an important thing about cardio that people, the thing that people get the most wrong about cardio is the intensity of cardio. So whatever it takes for you to get that intensity level up is the important is the important part of the cardio because when you talk about people in the gym they're like yeah i work to failure i work hard like no one doesn't work hard in the gym everyone works pretty hard for the most part you rarely run into someone who's like oh it's your workouts are the issue you just don't work hard enough like you're creating no stimulus 
But in cardio, it's like most people don't work hard enough in cardio. They don't treat cardio like they treat lifting weights. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh, I'm just casually going through this cardio. Probably some of you are on the stairwell right now realizing you're holding on to the handles really hard and you're you're losing 30% of your body weight because you're holding on. Um, or people who are on the high incline treadmill, they're losing 30% of their body because they're holding on to those handles. They're kind of moving at an okay pace, but it's not like a super challenge. It should be, you should be working just as hard in cardio as you are in the gym. You should be, you know, having a hard time, not hard time, but like unable to have a good conversation because you're breathing so hard. Um, you should be getting off and be like, man, glad I'm done with that cardio now. You know, it should be, yeah. you should feel like a workout just like you finish your workout with the gym. So if you do those things, you know, work out hard in the gym and work out hard with cardio, you're going to, end up probably having more calories um, and having, you know, more fun with preps. So, absolutely, you know, it, that's, it's always one of those things. Like, are you creating the stimulus? Because unfortunately with, with us being, you know, coaches and we're online, we don't get to see that part of it. So that's like, there's a lot of accountability to yourself on that if you're giving it that effort. So do things like that. A 5k, awesome, an awesome way of doing it. You know, orange theory, awesome way of challenging yourself, whatever, whatever is a, a good challenge for you. I have a, a one girl who does uh, two kickboxing classes a week. It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's just, it's fun for her and we, we work it in, you know, so. Yeah. And I think also things like that, it's great for accountability too. So like with orange theory, I think it's good for me because I sign up for it. I got to do it. Same thing with the race plan on it. Got to do it. Yeah. Sometimes it can be like a little bit, you know, you're dreading the gym, like, I don't want to go do cardio. So it kind of just forces you to, to do it. And then once you are in the zone, you're like, I'm glad I'm here, you know? Yeah, for sure. So cardio is not something that most people like to do. And even for me, I, I get over it. I, I That's why I haven't done it in like the three months until <laughs> February. I was just like, just hate this. I just hate getting sweaty. I just, ugh. So I definitely have my times where even I dread it and still not my favorite, but I will say as prep gets further and further, you, you don't hate it as much. You don't dread it. Like once you get your flow, your gym flow, your routine, it's like, yeah, this is, this isn't as bad as I'm making it out to be. I kind of look forward to it now. It starts, makes your day start off right. Assuming you do it in the morning, which I always do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not a fan of the cardio mode I'm doing right now, which is just steer mill. So I'm yeah. like, it's, yeah, watch it. You know, I got to stay in shape though. I got to try to stay in shape while I'm going through this injury, but yeah. man, I can't wait to work out again. Yeah. Can't wait to work out. Yeah. It's so it's crazy. Like when you, the, the, it's been a fun experiment to like see how fast muscle will go away. Cause I'm always, I always tell everyone, don't worry. Muscle's not going to go away that fast. It's not going to really do my like shoulder and arm on my other side and my, my, my chest and all that. Like it is pretty much the same. And it's been, what is it? January 6th. So whatever that is, month and a half, almost month and three quarters months. And, um, it, it's like seven weeks, no working out. And it's like, I'm like, man, this is like exactly not as pump, you know, but it's like exactly the same. My right arm, of course, is like totally dwindled because it's been in a cast and stuff. Yeah. But the, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised, but I do, I have realized the, like how I feel is way worse. Like way, like it's, it's such a, uh, mental health medication to work out like this. You get these feelings of endorphins or whatever it is. You just like mm -hmm. feel good throughout the day. And this, the, the more you don't do it, like the worse you feel, like you feel like sloppy and run down. Like I feel more tired now when I don't work out than when I do work out. It's a weird feeling to like know it because I know what's happening, you know, so I can genuinely feel it. I feel like I feel way more tired with not working out than when I work out, which is, which is crazy. Cause, um, a long time ago, my uncle, he told me, he's like, oh, I'm just, I work so much. I'm too tired. I'm too tired to work out. And I'm like, no, you're too tired because you don't work out. And then I was like, oh, I was actually right. <laughs> I was like a kid when I told him. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. So I'm like, I can't wait to get back in the gym. I don't know if you went through the same thing when you had your little break, but you did. yours wasn't that long though, I guess. Yeah. Mine, I mean, I had to ease into it kind of like you are with your very light weights, except <laughs> for I didn't have to do one pounds. Uh, I could start with five, but I, um, I don't, uh, I actually... I've mentioned this before in the podcast. I'm more of like, take, take me away from my diet. I'm going to feel much worse than taking me away from my workout. I'm like, I like a little workout break, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like diet breaks that much. Yeah. I, that's when I start to feel gross. If I go off my diet too much, I feel gross. That's when I'm like, mm. 
but I can take a week or two off from the gym and not feel like, like I'm missing out that much. Yeah. But I do like my, I think what I do like is just like my overall routine and structure of the day when I am lifting. Cause it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing right now. And then I do this and it kind of just sets your day up. Right. Whether, or where you're not working out, you're just like, what am I, what am I supposed to do right now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. I like routine. I like my, my, my routine on the daily. So I guess that's part of it. Yeah. Right now, luckily I have the houses that are being done right now or else I'd have so much, I'd have way too much time without working out or without anything. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait. I actually got, like Ashley said, I'm lifting one kilogram weights now. <laughs> I'm going through it. I was so happy to get cleared to lift one kilogram dumbbells. Like I was like, just get, I don't care. I'll just do those all day if I can. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was so happy. So yeah, maybe next week I can get to two kilograms on the, on the bicep curls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going big. Oh, so, gosh. so what else is going on with your um, prep here? Now you got your nutrition dialed in, which you obviously didn't go that far away yeah, from. I mean, the thing with me is I'm still not hundred percent consistent with it. Not saying I'm like binging. I'm saying like, for example, and this is something I made a little list here of what I'm doing good right now, what I'm doing okay at and what needs improvement. I think like looking kind of just how do I say it? Getting back into prepping after this extremely long break for me of prepping, you know, it's like, my goodness, I forget how to prep now. <laughs> it's hard to, hmm, to, to be as strict, I guess, but I'm getting better with it. And I, I want to mention like the little empty calories, I guess, is what I'm, I guess, being a little too loosey goosey with is empty calories behind that you don't really think about, but it adds up things like my gummy vitamins. They get me to eat my vitamins, <laughs> but you know, I'm just kind of have a handful of them like candy. And I'm like, uh, that's something I could probably maybe just switch to regular vitamins, uh, things like that. And Oh, creamer in the coffee, things like that. I can tighten up on. And I do, as I get closer to a show, I start to eliminate those things more and more. But I would be lying if I said my diet is 100% dialed in. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a diet angel where just everything is <laughs> so pure and measured to the T and precise because it's not right now. I don't want to say it's a bad, but it's okay. It's not the best. Um so I can be better at that and I should be better at that now that I'm getting into the, oh, you know, the, the zone, if you will. Yeah. And so, I think, I think a lot of people will have that same issue that you're talking about if they don't have a specific show, like a yeah. time-based show. Like if there was a specific deadline of a show right now, you know, obviously we're looking at a couple of them, but if there was like, Hey, I'm six weeks out it really changes people's mindset on mm -hmm. how dedicated they are to the, and that all the way up to like an Ashley's level too. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the way up. So if you're someone out there that needs to recognize that me personally, I, I can eat clean all year, but if I have a deadline, everything intensity wise changes, yeah. completely changes. So um, if you're that person and you need a, a, a deadline, which I will say most people are, you know, find that deadline. Maybe it's six months, whatever it is. Maybe it's, the same show you just did next year to be better. And then you set up, okay, I'm going to do four months off season growing four months kind of pre prep and then four months hard prep. Um, and you're looking at those different timelines. Like that could be something that keeps you motivated too in the gym. And I think a lot of this is when we talk about, you know, jumping into prep is your pre prep too. you know, getting actually it's basically in a pre prep slash prep now and um, just getting set up for that, keeping it fun, keeping it interesting, um, doing what you have to do to stay dedicated the whole year, you know, that type of thing. So mm -hmm. absolutely. So like I mentioned, I made a little list of what I'm doing good, what I'm doing okay, and what definitely needs improvement. So I think it would be very helpful for you guys out there to do the same, like whether you're starting prep or in the middle of prep, wherever you are, make a list of, you know what, this is what I'm doing good. This is okay. And this needs improvement because I think sometimes we, we don't realize it until we list it out. Like, you know what? That could be holding me back from, from being the best I could be. Maybe I should work on it because, you know, you probably have a few on your list. I know I do. So first let's go into what I'm doing really good right now. I am doing so good at staying active. I am on my feet 
all the time. I'm getting my steps in like crazy. I'm walking everywhere. Um, so the weather is really nice right now here in Vegas. So that makes it really uh, easy for me to walk places. So I'll walk to Planet Fitness. I'll walk to Orange Theory. I'll walk to the grocery store. I'll walk to my eye place. Anything that I can walk to, I'll walk there. And I'll be on my feet like all day. So definitely less sedentary now uh, than I was. And the weather is very nice. So I'm taking advantage of this time in Vegas because it's going to get blistering hot here in a few months. I'm not going to want to do that. And also the, it's staying lighter out later in the day. So that also makes it easier for me to get steps. Cause I'm not, when it gets dark at like five, it's just like, it's, it's cold. It's dark. You're just like, I just, you know, eh, I'll go to the grocery store another day. I just sit inside right now. It's fine. You know, are you the same way? Are you just more, you want to be cozy, I guess, in the winter time? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. And I don't want to, well, I don't mind. I don't, I mind it much more when it's cold than when it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. The hot is just like, I just want to get inside, but I'm still more active. But in, when it's wintertime, I'm like, yeah, slow moving. Give me a blanket. <laughs> yeah. And especially if it gets dark at like five, you're oh, just like, yeah, totally. I, you know, like it makes it less tempting to like, oh, I'll go out and even little things like, let me just go out and walk to my mailbox or let me park farther away. When it's cold and dark, you don't want to do that. You're just like a little more, just want to stay inside and be cozy kind of thing. So I'm getting in my steps. That's for sure. Um, another thing I'm good at is making sure like I hit my calories for the day. I always try to burn my active calories like around 500. And you'll see me wear this watch when I start prep because that's when I need to be accountable for things like that. Whereas off season, I don't really care as much. In season, I'm tracking my steps, making sure I burn a certain amount of calories per day. Right now, I'll try to burn 500 extra. So whether that be from walking, um, lifting, cardio, as long as I get the red number and at least 500, at least, then it's a good day, right? That keeps me from wanting just to be a little more centered. I'm like, oh, I got to hit this 500. That means I'll go walk around the block a few more times or walk for 45 minutes, whatever I have to do to hit that number. Um, so that's something I'm doing really good at. Hydration. I'm always pretty good at hydration. Um, so usually get in a gallon and a half to two gallons per day, definitely overshooting the water, but used to get like sometimes three. It was crazy. So on rare occasions, I'll yeah. get three, <laughs> so but much water. in the summertime I can usually get two. Yeah. yeah. At least two. So, um, that's something I'm always pretty good at. Workout frequency has been really good lately. In fact, a little bit too good to the point where I'm a little worn down. Um, so Sam's going to the Arnold and she's leaving tomorrow for it. So we wanted to make sure I got in my lifts ahead of time. So I've just been doing extras. In fact, I don't think I've had a rest day in like 20 days, which is crazy. And I'm having one tomorrow, but due to her schedule and my schedule, workout frequency has been really good. And cardio frequency is to think is good for now too. I'm doing three sessions a week. So cardio frequency, I'm where I need to be for this time frame. Did you have a question you wanted to pull up? Um, no, I was just highlighting them as they oh, came. Okay. Sometimes I'll highlight some of them. Gotcha. Say nice things like happy Monday or whatever. I'll just oh, happy Monday. <laughs> and then things I'm okay with right now. I will say my workout intensity is okay right now. And I think it's due to me not having a rest day in a while. And I do need to take a rest day. I think I can go seven days, no problem. But I think when it gets to like 14 days, now 20, it's like, okay, I need just one day to like, yeah, not do anything. So tomorrow's that day. So I will say workout intensity is okay right now due to the fact that I just, I just need a rest day. Cardio intensity is, I would say just okay right now. It's not the best. It's not too bad. Uh, it's just okay. And I would also say my posing frequency is okay right now. I need to practice You're doing more. pretty good with that though. I'm doing yeah. it once a week for an yeah. hour right now because Kimber is doing it and see the accountability thing. That's huge. I, I'm not, I, I need accountability sometimes. So for things like working out, posing, accountability and need it. So that's okay right now for the time being, I'll have to increase that as I get closer to a show. So those are things I'm doing. Okay.
Now let's get into the things that I need improvement on. Like I mentioned, the pointless calories, the kind that I'm like, well, uh, they add up. Just little snacks here and there, gummy vitamins, creamer in my coffee, things like that. Things I could be a little better with. They're just pointless calories, empty calories. I could be better with that. Needs improvement. Um, stretching needs improvement. I I kind of neglect to do that a lot. <laughs> so that always is on my list of needs improvement. Just something that's not on my mind, but I should be more aware of it. Stretching. Because I get tight sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That is a talking to like after this surgery, after tearing my, my bicep and tendon and stuff too, the, that was one of the questions that they, they asked me, how often were you stretching? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't tell me I could have avoided this. They're like, well, we would, we do see that more often than not. It's because people who are not stretching like ever are mm -hmm. the ones that have these, like these tendon pulls, like you do need to stretch to, to help prevent, prevent injury. Who knows if it would have stopped for this scenario. Um, I was explaining the situation to them. They said, like, um, you know, that it's a really unlikely situation that that would happen. So it probably would have helped if anything, you know, so, right. yeah. So, so there's a nice little lesson. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm stretching now. That's the one thing I can do. I'm going to the gym. And I stretch. Oh, and do my cardio. Yeah. Cause I don't want to go through another one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Isn't that crazy? I wonder if it, if they, they kind of alluded to the fact that that would be a big, that it would probably wouldn't have happened oh. without saying, Hey dummy, you should have stretched. Like, like how often were you stretching? I'm like, uh, let's see. I was like a couple of years ago, I had a stretch, you know, something like that. So, uh, yeah. Stretching prevents injury. Maybe. Yeah. The not, surgeon told me, you know? Yeah. And it also helps your range of motion. We get a better lift for me. I find that like my, my have a pretty severe anterior pelvic tilt yeah. lumbar lord lordosis situation going on, which has its pluses and minuses in bikini. Cause who doesn't want a butt that just sticks out, you know, but also it makes your hips really tight. It can make your stomach not look the best because it's kind of like you got a curve to your lower, lower back. So that has the pluses and minuses. I think it makes your glutes look good, but stomach not so much. But anyway, if that isn't, if that gets too tight, it just makes everything a lot worse. So definitely need to be aware of that. Start doing my stretching for that. So definitely something I can improve on. Definitely. I think we all could, to be honest. I think in our in our industry, we don't think about it as much because we're not in a sport of performance. Yeah. And it's just aesthetics. So I don't think it crosses our mind a lot of times. Uh, in track, we had to stretch before and after. It was mandatory. We had stretching circles before we even could start. So, you know, it's important. We just, us physique athletes, just, just seem to always forget it. So anyway. My timeline here, I'm still looking for possibly start my season in May. If I'm ready ahead of time, maybe I can get away with something in April. Who knows? So May, give or take a few weeks. Who knows? That's the that's the hopeful timeline. But I'm, you know, going to see how my body does, how well I lean out, how easy. I'm not going to, like, force it, it to anything. Like, you know, I'm just going to. Take my time with it and see how it goes. Usually I do eight week preps, but like I said, I think I got a little softer than what I wanted to this time. So I just giving myself a few more weeks just in case. Yeah. And a couple of takeaways in there too, that we could go into mm -hmm. some of your line items there, which was one of them was your water. Um, so where should you be shooting for water for the average athlete? I like to hit one ounce per pound. That's what I always try to tell people is if you're 180 pounds, 180 ounces, you're 120 pounds, 120 ounces, simple math, you know, obviously more tissue to hydrate, more water you need. So, um, try to hit that as a, as a number, you know, and if you need to divide it by your meals and that makes it a lot easier to make sure you're getting X amount of ounces in by whatever hour, um, that would be one or your other line items were frequency of your workouts. So one thing I see people doing more often than, um, than not is the frequency of the workouts. Hmm. I see people just not taking any days off because they think it's going to make them bigger, faster. You know, I have people working out anywhere between four and six days. It depends on how they're recovering, what their experience level is, um, what supplements are taking. If they've ran labs and they know their hormones are in an optimal state, they can probably get away with a little more. Um, so there's like a lot of like factors that go into it. But the biggest factor is going to be intensity. 
if you're working out super intense, you're not going to probably working out seven days a week. If you're mm -hmm. barely getting a pump, you probably can work out seven days a week, probably work out twice a day, seven days a week, if you're getting like just a pump. So that's going to be a big factor in you working out, you know, Mike Menser workouts where he barely, I mean, the guy barely was in the gym, but he was, it was so intense that almost no one can repeat it. Dorian Yates would be another one. He, he wouldn't do that much, that actual, much actual lifting, but his sets were just the craziest intensity. You know, he would do like 12 sets of like chess. You're like, how's he Mr. Olympia doing like 12 sets on a chess workout? Like try to go through those 12 sets. That's how he did it. You know, it was just super intense. So it's always intensity versus volume. And, um, you got to listen to your body, you know, tell your coach too, if you're, if you're beat up and you're needing a deload, um, you know, take a few days off of the gym. So frequency is going to be another one of those factors, but the badge of honor thing that people are like, I work out seven days a week. Um, I wouldn't put too much into that and get too carried away with that because it's a very common thing where people have that like badge of honor thing, which I went through it too. Um, I didn't, I didn't miss a day of working out from like, I think it was 13 to 21, like a single day, Christmas, everything. And so I just thought it was like so cool to keep the streak going. But then, you know, you learn a little more as you keep getting older. And you're like, okay, my intensity must have suffered at multiple periods throughout that. Yeah, I feel like even with this 20 days, my that's what's causing my intensity to suffer. I'm just feel like a little rundown. I can't get a good pump. I feel like I can't recover as, as well. So I'm definitely due for a day off. Yeah. <laughs> Muscular system is rarely going to need recovery. It's rarely going to like be like, man, I'm so... I just can't recover as fast as Ashley can move. It's rarely that. It's, it's, it's always the nervous system. The muscular system, it's pretty rare. I mean, that's going to be a pretty rare thing. It's designed to just recover pretty quickly, mm -hmm. you know? So, but the the nervous system, it's, you know, you beat it up. It needs time to recover um, more than more than muscular system. It takes longer. So you're constantly doing it. Just pay attention to it. Um, and then you get in this mode of after a few days off where you just can't wait to be back in the gym. Like you're excited to be back in. Your body's ready to be back in. Everything feels good again. Um, unless you go too long like me, <laughs> everything doesn't feel so great right now. <laughs> it's so crazy. Let's taking like this. It's fun to go through it, but like my shoulder hurts now. And I'm like, why does my shoulder hurt? You know, like everything's like less, uh, it's more like more movie. Mm. Like it like moves around in there more. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like it, there's no reason this should be it's just like, it's just looser. Like there's not muscle holding it tight. Oh, Isn't yeah. that crazy? So I'm like, this is probably how people feel that don't lift at all. Like just, yeah. So, um, it may, it just re for me, it's been really, it's really cool to go through it. Cause it reaffirms like, yeah, this is good, healthy longevity stuff for you, you know, mentally, physically, just injury prevention is how I feel, you know? So yeah. Um, we're doing it right. The fitness people are doing it right. Right. <laughs> So any, what other line items in there maybe that we could touch on for people? I would people? say too, just like the, the diet portion of it and just calories and and everything like that, I think, um, well, I think it might be helpful for you to go into at what increment should you decrease calories? I know you touched upon that a little bit with like yeah. the energy wise, but um, for example, somebody might be maybe a little too ambitious if they're cutting calories, like 400 calories each week, that might be too big yeah. of a jump. And to be honest, I don't know if that's what happened to me too, but I kind of, well, probably that and the fact I need a day off maybe is why I'm a little more rundown because I maybe cut a little too drastically all at once, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I tend to say it's probably more the fact you just need like a day or so off. Yeah. Felt a little, a little hard to recover. <laughs> yeah. It's hard too because we didn't have like a true baseline yeah. of calories to start at. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, when, yeah, when you're in, here's the thing, that's a good thing that you bring it up too, because you're going to get a lot of people who kind of flip that coin and they say, okay, I'm going to go from no prep mindset, pure off season to full prep in season. Like, and they just turn the page and they're like, okay, full prep. Here it is. Next day. They're like, I'm going to eat 1200 calories, an hour of cardio. I'm doing seven days a week of working out. And then I'm like, wait, what were you doing? They're like, oh, I was eating 3000 calories here and there. And then maybe 2000 most days, but on the weekends I'd go out with my friends. And then I was working out, you know, kind of five days a week, but not super intense. And I wasn't really listening to my cardio. I'm like, why, why do you think <laughs> all of a sudden you need to just turn that page, go down so drastically, which it'll work great for a couple of weeks. You know, it might yeah. work great. You might even get away with a month of that, but the more stress you put on your body that quickly, the faster it's going to adapt to it. Cause it's being forced to, and the, you know, progress tends to halt, you know, but progress tends to slow down a little bit faster for those people. So I like to look at things as kind of cycles. Okay. She needs to lose 30 pounds 
I want to lose, I'm going to look at it as like two or three cycles. Those first, that first 15 pounds is going to be a lot easier than that second 15 pounds. So I need to know that when I get to that second 15 pounds, there's still room left in that diet, in that cardio, um, in all that to be able to attack that with something new, a new approach to those last 15 pounds. First 15 pounds are going to come off pretty easy. Just clean it up, start moving a little bit. You're going to, you'll probably lose five your first couple of weeks. And then it's, okay, now do I still have room left in those next 15 pounds? If I just turn the page, ate 1200 calories and did two hours of cardio and then have those 15 pounds to go, unlikely it's going to be pretty miserable. You might end up being one of these three hour people, 800 calorie people in that scenario. So I'll try to hold it as long as I can. And then I'll zap it if I need to at the end, like with, with, uh, if, if I, if it's a aggressive prep, if it needs to be an aggressive prep, I'll try to let's lose, you know, whatever, 12 of that 20. And then that last four weeks, let's lose the rest of the eight, you know, and just go crazy at it, you know? So just make sure you're going incrementally at it and you're not going, you know, 5%, 10% uh, dips in calories are pretty, pretty normal. Um, you're getting 15%, you're getting a little aggressive and like you're getting to 20. That's like some, that's a pretty drastic move. So um, yeah, just be, be smart with how you're approaching it. And that's in all directions with your cardio too and all that. So yeah, just ease, get, the goal is always to get the most amount of results with the least amount of changing. So the the most amount of results with the highest amount of calories and the lowest amount of cardio. And if you can get the weekly targeted results, then you don't need to change anything. So that's how I kind of approach it. And I have no, the one thing that I've always like stuck to is I'm going to have no like preconceived ideas of where someone should be, wherever they end up, they end up, you know, if you're, that's how I get in these crazy high calories with some of these people. I'm like, I don't know why you're eating 5,000 calories. It's crazy. You're 120 pounds, like Elizabeth or someone like that. I don't know, but I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to not listen to the body if it's telling me more is better for you right now. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, you know? So, I mean, I, there was one time I had Sam years ago, like over 5,000 too. I'm like, I don't know why you're there. Like, it's crazy. You shouldn't be, <laughs> you know, although all paper says you shouldn't, but, but what if I let my, my ideas of what's normal stop me from, from that? Well, they wouldn't have optimized and, and got the results that they could have because we're keeping them back from what we think is the right thing for them. Mm -hmm. So more, more common than not, most women are going to gain at like 3000 calories. You know, that's like more common than not, but there might be a scenario where all of a sudden you're just ramped up, you know, these things happen. So that's one of the things that I've, I've really have found is just listen to the body, whatever it tells you to do, listen to it. You know, if, you know, if 1500 calories might be really, really low calories for me, but maybe 1100 calories is really low for you. And, and, and you, you're not, you know, you stop making progress. Maybe you are one of those people that need to go down a little bit lower. So you know, it's all based on the results. So if you have a weekly target and you set it up for that weekly target, just listen and adjust and just don't even pay attention to the calories. Just listen and adjust, listen and adjust, you know, hit your minimums, of course, nothing crazy, but, um, but yeah. Absolutely. But, um, with that being said too, with, um, with the calories, it's also going to depend on what your workouts are at that time, cardio and things like that. Cause you might be one of those people that's like, yeah, I, I'm just, I want more food anyway, but I'll, I'll make the sacrifice and do more cardio for it. And I think that's also something that can play with someone's mind, or maybe they just don't have an idea of how much cardio it takes to counteract the calories. Cause some people do prefer just to have more calories, more cardio, or do you want less cardio, less calories? Yeah. things like that. So for me, I'm usually like, give me less calories. I'll, I'll do less ca cardio because you're, that's what the point of cardio is for us is to burn calories, to burn that fat. Cause let me remind you again, we are in a sport of aesthetics, not performance. So it doesn't really matter how good you are at cardio. So that's something to also keep in mind is where's your cardio inactivity at with yeah. the calories. And actually I got a question that's relative to, to that. So we'll go ahead and answer it. Um, it says, thank you. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong one. Someone asked another question and it moved that one up. <laughs> All right. So it says late to the party, but question running during the off season three to four times because of enjoyment. And I like to challenge myself. How detrimental can that be? Oh, you might as well just give up on your whole sport. <laughs> just, just on just life in up. general. Just give up. <laughs> no, fine. Yeah. It's here's the thing. Um, when you're getting started with cardio and you're getting started for something, it just depends on how much you mean by three to four times a week too. So it's not necessarily detrimental, but you have kind of what we call settings. You know, you have your, your setting. If you're, so for example, someone will come to me and they're like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm only doing an hour of cardio a day and I'm eating 1200 calories and I want to start prepping for a show. I'm like, okay, well, how is your body responding with these 1200 calories and doing an hour of cardio? 
like, oh, this is like my maintenance. Nothing's really changing at this point. I'm like, okay, so for me to create a stimulus, I now, your baseline is 1,200 calories an hour of cardio and your normal movement throughout the day, which will stay pretty much the same um, no matter what. So my only tools here are going to be supplements and workouts, which you're already maximizing probably as well. So now what do I have to work off of to create a stimulus to lose body fat? I, if, you're, if you're maintaining at 1,200 and an hour of cardio a day, where can I go from that? It's going to be really hard for me to say, okay, let's now do 1,500 calories and 30 minutes of cardio, and all of a sudden you're going to start losing more body fat. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to raise calories on someone, lower cardio, and get more fat loss results when that's their new baseline 99% of the time. So that's, that's kind of the thing that you're setting up. So the enjoyment part of it is great. It's good for heart health. I never recommend, um, you know, if you can always do a little bit of cardio, but you've got to remember working out is cardio too. So a lot of times like Ashley's like, I'm not doing cardio for three months. When you refer to someone not doing any cardio for three months, she's not doing any specific treadmill running, that type of cardio, but she's still getting her heart beating mm -hmm. more than- Yeah, I'm not just sitting down all day. Exactly. So- <laughs> If you're if you're referring to heart health, the workouts should be intense enough to get your heart rate up where you are doing cardio. If you're working out intense enough, that is a hit, that is hit cardio, even though it's a lower degree of hit. But sometimes a good leg day, that could be a full hit cardio session. You know, your heart is moving. So it's not so if it's for heart health, you're probably doing as mu much as you need to in the gym if you're staying good with your workouts. Obviously, it's not the same, not as beneficial, but you're still getting good heart movement. Good, good. Um, heart rate's going up and you're still treating your heart like a muscle, right? Um, so the 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 answer to your question is, will it affect you? It'll just mean that you're going to probably have to do a little bit more cardio or a little bit less calories because your body is used to moving more. You got better at doing it, so you're more efficient at it, burning just slightly less calories. It's not a huge difference though. It's like when we talk about the metabolism adapting, it's never a huge adaption. It's always like a couple percentage, right? So, but those things add up and they make things a little bit more difficult. So you have to figure out what's right for you. Um, it's not going to derail a whole prep or anything like that. It's just going to, you're probably going to do a little bit more cardio in prep than you would have if you didn't do any cardio and you changed your settings that way. So there you go. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that too. Cause I didn't want people, when I said I haven't done cardio for three months, you're right. People probably just thought I'm just sitting here, <laughs> but no, I was lifting up until my eye surgery. And then of course I had to take some time off, but I also want to clarify to you because a lot of people think that, oh, I should avoid cardio because uh, it'll kill my gains. <laughs> That's not necessarily why we're trying to avoid it in the off season. It's just kind of what Adam said. We just use it as a tool to get yeah. lean. And if you're too good at it, if you're too adapted at cardio, it's it's harder to use that tool or you just have to make it more intense some yeah. way. So yeah, just to clarify, it's not necessarily because you're going to lose your gains. It's That's not the kind of yeah. old school. Yeah, there's some thinking. there's some research that shows that it can actually help you with, yeah. with building muscles. So it's not like right. we're training like marathoners out yeah. here. Yeah, you can so. look at those cyclists with those giant quads. Those guys are building some crazy muscle. Mm -hmm. Those guys has always have such impressive those skaters and the cyclists. Their legs are like I'm always like, man, that's just such yeah. a crazy physique, you know? <laughs> yes. So anyway, with that guys, if nothing else came in, I think that is uh I think that's it here. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see you guys coming up here at the Posing. That would yes, be so fun. March yeah. 9th. It's going to be a good one, guys. Prep Center. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be a good day. I love those days. It really makes me feel like we're back in season and, you know, Arnold coming up this weekend. It's going to make me, makes me feel just like things are going again. Yeah. Things are, things are moving, you know? It's, it's happening. The season's starting. Yes. So, officially. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Um, leave your comments in the, or leave a comment in the comment section and we will get to those questions if, uh, if they make sense too. So thank you guys so much again. Talk to you later.